0: pretty good. <laughs> Did a good job of that. Good morning, everybody. Glad to glad to see everybody here. I've been away this week suffering for Jesus in Yellowstone National Park. And uh, so I'm good to be back. I was out, I was flying on an airplane until about 10 o'clock last night and then got up this morning and thought, what made me think it was a good idea to preach on this day? Uh, and uh, so i know you're looking forward to it now that i've said that we're still we're glad to have you thank you for being here and being part of this service thank you for being here for servant day it is a day when we're going to try to count for something that everyone can see and and can experience here in this community and we thank you for coming out to be part of that if this is your first time with us today welcome there should be a connect card in the pew rack in front of you if you'd let us know that you've been here we would appreciate that If you have prayer concerns, put it on that same card and drop it in the offering plate when the plate comes by you and we will try to respond to whatever concern you have. But we're glad you're here and we hope that you will come back and be with us again in the days that are ahead. Uh, You'll notice in your bulletin that there is a thing about the worship choir that is there. They're going to be beginning looking through the Christmas musical this week. They want to invite everybody that wants to be part of that. Come and join it and to, to get ready for our Christmas season. And so we hope that you'll take notice of that and join it. We also want to recognize <clears throat> where is he? Mike Lee, right over here. Uh, and on top of the announcements that he's going to come and make in just a minute, today is the first anniversary of his joining our church. So let's welcome. Him. Thanks for that. <laughs> Actually, I should say that differently. It's not the first anniversary of this joining the church, but joining the staff of the church, becoming our associate pastor. So uh, (laughs) I know you're really looking forward to the sermon now, now that I can't even remember that. So we are glad that we are here. Mike is going to come give us some instructions about uh, our day that's ahead of us and then is going to offer our morning prayer.
1: Well, good morning. It's good to have Tommy back after being gone a couple of Sundays. Uh, Thank you for being here this morning. We've been looking forward to this day for some time. Uh, We have over 100 people that have registered uh, for one of our two mission projects, uh, either Sleep in Heavenly Peace or Rise Against Hunger. But if you haven't registered, it's still okay to participate. So I just want to give you some instructions uh, about what's going to happen after our worship. Uh, We're going to provide lunch. I don't know if it's raining yet, but it's calling for for rain. But... uh, uh, we can't eat down the fellowship hall because we're set up for Rise Against Hunger but uh, there will be sandwiches in the bell room which is on the first floor of the uh, educational uh, building just beyond the church office so you can go in there and get your food and drink and then just you can go outside if it's not raining and eat or you can just find a space in one of the, the rooms in the in the building and, and eat and then after that if you are participating in Rise uh, Against Hunger uh, you can go down downstairs into the, the fellowship hall and the coordinator for Rise Against Hunger will be there and will uh, tell you what uh, what you need, need to do. So just to follow their instructions. If you're going to participate in Sleep in Heavenly Peace, uh, the location has changed uh, because they're calling for rain. So uh, uh, Paul Mealy, who is the uh, Uh, the president of the New River Valley, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Uh, He'll be coordinating the project. It'll be over uh, off Price's Fork Road. Behind the Hardee's, there is a parking garage there. So if you'll uh, go past University City Boulevard, you'll see Hardee's. You can turn right, then you'll see the parking garage there, and there'll be some parking space there for you. Now, if you've signed up for both of those projects... Uh, I would suggest perhaps uh, uh, you could work at uh, the Rise Against Hunger for a while and then go over to uh, the Sleep in Heavenly Heavenly Peace. Uh, But uh, thank you for uh, uh, being here today and participating in these projects. Uh, It's important to be, uh, as a follower of Jesus, to be a servant of Christ. And so thank you uh, for your willingness uh, to do that. So let's have a prayer, shall we? Lord, we give you thanks for this day. You've told us that we need to gather together as your people, as brothers and sisters in Christ, to to worship you. And so we've come together on this Sabbath day to sing praises to your name, and we do lift up your, your holy name in praise. So be with us, Lord, as we continue to worship together. May your name be blessed. May everything we do, everything we say, be pleasing unto you. We pray, Lord, for our time of service following our uh, our worship today. We pray your blessings upon the food and the fellowship. But we pray your blessings upon uh, the various mission projects. And I thank you for everybody that is here and their willingness to uh, to be a servant, because you have called us uh, to serve uh, one another. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place, for it's in the strong name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
2: We've started the morning with lots of music of celebration, and now it's your turn. So whether you're at home or here with us in person, if you're able, stand, and we'd love to hear you sing along with us while we worship this morning. What? What?
3: Step out of the shadow
2: that turns the hard into the good and so today on servanthood sunday that's what we're doing we're going to spend time putting meals together for those that don't have them we're going to spend time building beds for kids that don't have them and we're following his model because he's the one that turns our mourning into dancing he gives the beauty for the ashes and he turns our shame into glory and we hope that we hear you singing along with us on this next song Thankful to be here with you today. And we are so thankful that you are the God of restoration, that you can turn all things for good. Lord, right now we come to you with our hearts quiet and our minds focused. And we're ready to learn about you. And then we're ready to spend the rest of our days serving you. Lord, we love you so much. We ask that you just walk with us today and let every word and every action be from you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
0: Great praise time. Thank you. That's beautiful to all of you. Such a good time worship and praise. I have been gone this week as many of you know. I was gone to to Yellowstone, but i was gone to the Jesus Worldview Initiative Conference. It's a, there's a movement in a, in America right now called the Christian Worldview Initiative, and. I don't know how else to say it, except it's basically a a large group of people who've come together and who have decided what they're against and who they want to reject in Jesus's name. And then they've they've tried to bathe that with the word Christian. It's it's, It's a pretty nasty element within our country right now. And the Jesus Worldview Initiative is trying to be an answer to that, is trying to be an answer to actually putting Jesus out front and remembering that Jesus didn't define himself by who he rejected or who he didn't love he defined himself by who he loved and who he cared about and by tried, trying to do things that would bring that kind of love to life within the world uh, as I was at that conference and I was listening to what some of the other pastors there were saying and some of the struggles they're having within their church I came away from that thinking I am so glad to get to be the pastor of this church it is, it is it, everything that I heard others saying that they were worried about. I like being a place that, that loves people just because they are God's children and he cares about them. I like being the pastor of a place that actually takes seriously what it means to trying to reach out and, and touch and, and love and care about people that, that, that some would like not to have in their company. I, I am very proud to be part of a church that actually takes not just the word of Jesus seriously, but the, the teachings of Jesus. Seriously, and I like being the kind of church that tries to be an answer to the that tries to be a place that welcomes those who've been hurt by the church. I'm sure somewhere along the line we've hurt people as well. But I want to try to be the kind of place where people can come here and they can find healing, and they can find hope, and they can find help, and they can find uh, uh, the kind of grace that that opens their lives up to something that they've never found before. And so I just want to take a moment and say thank you for being who you are and as long as I'm leading this place and I hope whoever comes next it's going to be a place that welcomes everybody and that loves everybody and we're going to try to make a difference in this world now you've heard my opinion and amen (laughs) thank you very much our scripture this morning comes from the book of Acts chapter 10 verses 34 through 38 then Peter replied, I see very clearly that the Jews are not God's only favorites. Let me say something I should have said before I started reading this. This is basically addressing the people who thought only the Jewish community were God's chosen people and everybody else had been rejected. Now they have come to understand that that's not true and Peter has just had his eyes open to that and that's where this passage comes from. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that the Jews are not God's only favorites and every nation he has those who worship him and who and do good deeds and are acceptable to him i'm sure you have heard about the good news for the people of israel that there is peace with god through jesus the messiah who is lord of all creation this message has spread all through judea beginning with john the baptist in galilee and you <clears throat> And you no doubt know Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were possessed by demons, for God was with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When it's all said and done, there's usually more said than done, and we know that. But there's usually two different kinds of people within our world. There's those who take more than they give, and there are those who give more than they take. So the question that we need to ask ourselves is, which category do we fit into? Where do we fit into those two questions of life? If you don't know the answer to that, then I've got a couple of other questions you can ask yourself, and hopefully that will help. If every Christian did as much for Jesus as I do, would the faith be better or worse? Second question is, if if everybody did as much in the church as I do, would the church be better or worse? Those two questions can tell us a lot about ourselves and about what our dreams for the future are going to look like. And if you want a positive example of servanthood and positive dreaming for the future, you can't ever do better than Jesus Christ in that particular area there are a lot of things that can be said about Jesus. He was a brilliant teacher. He was a prophet. He was a radical change agent. He was a man of compassion. He was a revolutionary for peace and and for acceptance. And he was the savior of the world. He had the most positive dream for the future of anybody who has ever lived in history. But our scripture passage today gives us one more description of Jesus that we need to notice because this characteristic is something that we can all emulate Acts 10:38. then Jesus went around doing good for God was with him we may not be able to heal the sick. We may not all be great teachers. We may not all be prophets. We, we may not end up being radical change agents for the world, but everybody can go around doing good. This is the one thing Jesus did that nobody can make an excuse for because we can all make that happen. If Jesus could do it, so can we. It's not about whether we can do this. It's about how will we do this or if we will do this. If we want to dream a big dream, if we want to do good, then exactly how can we go about that? Well, you start by cultivating your imagination and your, your conscience in life. Proverbs 4, says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The ancient Hebrews saw the heart as the center of imagination and conscience. We have always seen it in the Western world as the center of our emotions, but that is not the way that the ancient Hebrews saw it. They saw it as the center of imagination, of the center of dreaming, and as the center of conscience, which is why the writer of Proverbs said, guard your heart above all all else what he's saying is guard your imagination and your conscience above everything for these will determine the course of your life our imag- imagination is where we form our dreams and and our desires for the future and our conscience is what guides those dreams it's our moral compass for life whether we have a life of meaning and purpose or not is going to be determined by whether we dream a dream that can bring to To God and can bring honor to our personal lives. Whether we cultivate the kind of dream that will make a difference or not, it's going to be guided by our conscience, and our conscience is what's going to show us the way. Let me put it another way. Just as there is the law of gravity that holds everything into place. There's the law of goodness. And 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 that that law sets our dreams and it gives us direction in life. And frankly, the 10 commandments are, are basically our laws of conscience in our world. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other God before me. You will not worship idols. You will not take my name in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, keep it separate from the rest of the days. Honor your father and mother you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal you shall not bear false witness against others you shall not covet your neighbor's house their spouse or anything else that belongs to your neighbor those are the laws of conscience and goodness and and they're supposed to be our guideposts for life Worship God. Keep him first. Tell the truth. Do no harm. Don't steal. Honor your family. And don't try to determine your personal value by what someone else has or by how much they make in life. That ain't rocket science, folks. That's called doing the right thing in our lives. A dream that comes from a godly mind and a life that's guided by a godly conscience can make all of the difference in the world. If those two are brought together they're going to lead us down a path that will lead us to do the right things in our lives. But If you want to have the right dream and if you want to do the right things, you need to enter the right information into your mind to get the right results. A great imagination and a good conscience can both be weakened if we add the wrong information into our brains. Or to say it a different way, if you think the wrong things, you'll start to do what you think. And it will take you down the path that you're thinking about. Just a few years ago, I had someone come to me who had made a 14-carat mess out of what had been a very good life. We talked for a long time. They poured out their broken heart about the choices they had made that had, had destroyed a good part of their existence. But then they said something that could not have been more true. They said, the more you sin, the easier it gets. I think we've all been in those shoes before where we've gone down the wrong path and then we've gone down the wrong path again and then we've gone down the wrong path again and the more we go there, the easier it gets to go there. What that means is if we put the wrong information into our minds, we'll dream the wrong dreams and we'll chase the wrong goals and it can lead us to destruction. We need to cultivate a godly imagination and a godly conscience if we want to become what God wants us to become. But that's not all that I think that we need to do with their lives. We also need to cultivate our compassion, which is part of what this day is about. Peter said Jesus went around doing good, showing compassion to everyone he met. When the crowd was hungry, he showed compassion on them. When they didn't have a place to sleep, he showed compassion on them. When, when they didn't have hope and meaning in their lives, Jesus did everything he could to show compassion on them and show them that hope and that meaning. When people were afraid or when they were the victim of their own sin, when they were the victim of other people's sins, Jesus showed compassion on them. He tried to show them a way that would bring deliverance to their lives. One day a woman was called in adultery. The good religious leaders drugged this woman up to Jesus. They threw her down in the dirt and they said, this woman was caught in adultery. Our law says she should be stoned to death. What do you say? Now, what you need to remember is those men did not care one iota about that woman. They didn't care whether she was sinful or not. They didn't care anything about her life. Those men were just using that woman to try to trap Jesus. Too often we use other people to try to make our point or to try to get our way. That is exactly what was happening here. They were using this woman to try to get the conclusion they wanted and they wanted to trap Jesus. They thought they had Jesus in this situation. If he said, no, don't stone her to death, then he was going against the law of Moses. If he said, yes, stone her to death, he was going against everything that he had ever taught in his life and they knew that his disciples would walk away and leave him at that point the religious leaders thought they had Jesus but instead of saying something Jesus took time he bent down he knelt and he started writing on in the dirt that was in front of him We're not sure what he was writing. Legend is always held that he would write the sin of one of the men that was there and he would look at them and then he would write the sin of another one and he would look at them. We don't know whether that's what he was doing or not. It just says he bent down and he wrote in the dirt. But then when he finished writing in the dirt... Jesus stood up and he looked at those men and he said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And of course, nobody was qualified to do that. And so they all turned around and they left. Now keep in mind, this woman was guilty, but Jesus had compassion on her and he saved her life. And when he did, he said, now go and sin no more, which is basically meant... I saved your life, now go dream a better dream and do something good with your life. True compassion changes things. It dreams the very best dreams and it produces the very best outcome. We need to cultivate our compassion, but we also need to cultivate at least one more thing. If we want our dreams to produce a positive outcome, we also need to cultivate our concern. For those around us. How do you do that? Well, you do that by asking one more question. What's wrong in the world that we can help make right? What's wrong in the church that we can help make right? What's what's wrong in families that we can help make right? What's, What's wrong in our neighborhood that we can help make right? You all know this, but this is Servant Sunday. This is a day that's born out of a dream. When our staff got together last spring and we started planning our fall calendar, one of the things that that we dreamed was for a day when we could do something that would make a difference for people who who can't help themselves. And we wanted this to be a mission that the entire community could could see and work out. The the weather's not exactly cooperating very well with us on that because we wanted to build beds right out front here the last time we did this mission we had people off the street who stood and watched what we were doing and they came up and they said can we help with this we had one young man who walked up and he said I I'm an atheist but I would like to help with this do you mind if I join in and that young atheist man started coming to church here the next Sunday morning and and spent his time trying to figure out whether he was right or wrong we want our community to be a able to look and see that this is a church that is trying to do good for our entire community. Not just people who are exactly like us or people who have the same ideas that we have, but to anyone who comes along who needs our help. We want people to see that we are the people who are trying to do good, compassionate things in the name of Jesus Christ for the good of the community around us. When we build a bed for a child that won't have a decent place to sleep if we don't build that bed for them, we are trying to honor Jesus Christ by showing that this is exactly what he does when he's living through his people to the community that is around us. And if you are going to live for Jesus, this is the kind of thing we can do. Our question for ourselves when we started planning this day was can we help with this? Can we make a difference? We wanted everybody to see that yes, you can. Everybody doesn't do this, but a lot of people want to make a difference with their lives. They don't always know how to do it. They want to do something good, they want to do something noble. And so we're trying to work to make this dream come true today, not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of kids who won't have a decent place to sleep if the church doesn't step into their lives, for kids who won't have food to eat here and in nations in other parts of the world if the church doesn't step into their lives. Our God has a dream for our lives, all of our lives. He wants our lives to be as beautiful as they were in the mind of God when he first thought of us. Today, I want us to choose to to grow our imagination and and to fill it with the spirit of almighty God. I want us to fill our consciences with the Holy Spirit so that our consciences will guide us in what we do to try to make this world a better place. I want us to live our lives in such a way that Jesus is honored today. I want us to live our lives in such a way that our lives become full and they become meaningful and they turn into the kinds of actions that actually make this world a better place. There's a plaque on the wall of the Holocaust Museum in Washington DC that says thou shalt not be a victim, thou shalt not be a perpetrator, and thou shalt not be a bystander. That goes with the words of Dr. Martin Luther King when he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. We are not going to be a silent people, and I don't want us to ever be bystanders in the world in which we live. Today is an opportunity for us to be more than the bystanders of life. Today is an opportunity for us to invest in things that matter. Let's invest in Jesus Christ with our faith, because I am convinced if we invest our lives in true faith, we'll invest in a dream that will not only lift us up in our personal lives but it will lift up all of those around us no matter who they are no matter where they're from no matter what they look like no matter what kind of house they live in or what kind of clothes they wear or how kind of a mess they've made out of their lives true faith lifts us up and it gives us the power to walk into the dream that God has for our lives Let us walk by faith and not by sight. And let us develop sight so that people can see the faith. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, this is the day that you've made for us. This is the day that is a gift to each and every one of us. It is a day that you have offered so that we can actually become what you have dreamt of the church becoming, what you have dreamt of your people becoming. Help us, O Lord, to embody that and to become a mighty, powerful force in our community, a force of grace, a force of hope, a force of love, a force of forgiveness, a force that matters here and in eternity. You are the answer to the struggles of life. Help us to give our lives to you today, Lord Jesus. Help us to take the time to ask you to come into our lives and to point us in the direction that you want us to go. If the church has broken us, help us to to walk into the church that will try not to break us. Help us to try to be the true church, Lord. The one that looks at every wounded soul, every hurting soul, and that tries to become the power and the love and the grace of heaven. Start in our lives, Lord, and then help us to show the way. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. stop Thank you all for being here today and for joining us in this time. If you've come here today and decided that you'd like to give your life to Jesus, you'll let us know that at the end of the service. We'll try to help you with next steps. If you want to join our church and be part of our mission, we'd love to have you. Just let us know and we'll make sure that that happens. At the end of the service, we invite you to go down the hall all the way to the very end. If this is your first time here, it will be the last room on the right, and that's where the food will be, and we invite you to go down and, and take that and then just figure out somewhere to eat it, and we hope that you'll be able to do that very well. I'm going to pray our blessing over our food and over our day as we leave here, and then we will go together and be the church. Let's pray together. Holy God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everything that has happened here. I thank you for the grace that you pour out upon us. I thank you for the calling that you give us. I thank you for the hope that you give even when the world looks sometimes like it's a hopeless mess. I pray, O God, that you will remind us that nothing is ever hopeless when you are in the midst of it and that we are called to be the purveyors of that hope. Help us to be everything that you have called us to be this day and every day that stretches out before us. I pray blessings upon the food that we are about to eat. I pray blessings upon the work that we are about to do. Let it all make a difference in this world and let it make a difference in our lives. Now may the Lord bless and keep you and make his grace to shine upon you and to give you peace this day and every day, now and forevermore. Amen.